Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And boy, do I have a story for you. Oh. So it was it was Christmas Eve and I heard something on my roof. Oh, and nuts. I, Santa came down the chimney. I'm like, oh, hi. How's it going? It's good to see you this year. And um, and I, this is the first Christmas at this new place. And Santa explained to me, he's like, look, you're the only you're the only house in the neighborhood that's got a chimney. Do you mind if I leave the sleigh parked on top on your roof uh, while I go and hand deliver the rest of the presents? Uh, and I'll come back for it in about half an hour or so. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Whatever you need to do, Santa. Like, that's totally fine. He's like, do I need do I owe you any money for parking on your roof? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's on the house. Wait, is this the right drums? Ah, it was. It was the right drums. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the right drums. Yay. I actually like to do that. that's a pretty easy, uh, that last one you did, the baseball one, that's pretty easy to do on guitar. And I, I, da, da, I da, 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 da. yeah, sounds like, yeah, it. it's super easy. It just fall. It's like octaves and fifths. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll throw in my, uh, Earthquaker devices organizer and do that like in between songs. You had an, or- I didn't know you had an organizer. I do. It's my octave unit. Oh, oh. I use yeah. the, uh, the Matthews effects chemist as my octave unit. Now I sold I I forget who bought it. I'm so sorry. Whoever bought me organizer, you're a listener, and I appreciate you so much. And I'm sorry it took so long to ship it. No, I, I do like my organizer quite a bit. I kind of want. I, I think I want like something else for for my baseboard, but yeah, I'm also pretty happy with the data corruptor for octave type stuff. I have the um. Callan bred octopusy that I put on Rick's baseboard, but he hasn't used it. So if you want to buy it, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I have money for a, a tertiary I, effect. I at the don't moment. really either. That's why I'm so glad that I'm doing demos and getting really uh, opportunities to play really, really cool things. I, yeah, I published a bunch of H9 demos last week i hope people respond well to those i just have been going did a couple of videos where i went through all of the algorithms like well actually so uh with the h9 max you have an iphone app and um that you can attach it to and then it gives you access to even more s- s- algorithms um but basically like course is an algorithm Tremolo pan is an algorithm and undulator is an algorithm. I, I use those as examples because those are the three I did last week. And then within each of those algorithms are different presets. So I went through all of those presets, um, partially just for me because I want to start gigging with this uh, pedal and um, mm-hmm. making sure it only has the presets on there that I want to use is what's going to make it more usable. But right. about one of those, go ahead. I think what would be game changing. I mean, what's game changing for everybody when they uh, like, if you get an H nine, is uh, getting uh, a, a basic MIDI controller. Yeah, I bought the uh, Barn three thing that they sell. So, so that's actually really cool because yep, then yep. I could just put Velcro on the bottom of the eighty dollar Barn three instead of the very expensive H <laughs> nine. Um, but uh, so I have it set up right now to 
for expression and then uh, scrolling down as well as up, which is makes it usable uh, live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have a gig to. Well, if you're listening to this on the 31st, I have a gig tonight. Woo. Where's the gig this time? I'm playing it. Uh, it's at a Jupiter bar, I think, in Belltown, and it's free 99. Have you inspected the integrity of the roof? At the Jupiter bar? Mm-hmm. Is there a joke coming? Oh, I remember last week you, you talked about the uh, Barboza having that unstable roof. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, it was this, it was the ceiling in the green room. I don't think that Jupiter bar will have a green room. Well, is what it is. Which I don't really care. It is what it is. I am going to probably give them a call today and uh, ask them about their monitoring situation to see if I need to bring a real amp. Sounds like a good plan. Always be prepared. Ask the questions in advance. It's actually I've been barren before. Actually, you know what? I know last week I talked about being at the corner store and not having a monitor. And truly, I was just livid with myself because I had called to see if they could even do DI. And he's like, yeah, I got all these inputs and blah, 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 blah. I got eight inputs. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's plenty. That's plenty. And then I didn't ask if he had a monitor. Ooh. And they actually they did have a monitor, but not a monitor cable. <laughs> <laughs> so. Classic. Yeah, so that goes without saying, if you are thinking about going um, DI, have a backup option and always contact the venue. And if they can't answer your questions very, very clearly in ways that's like, if they're, if they're like, even a little bit like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just got this thing and I'm not really sure about all that it can do, but it probably can go with the backup option. Fair just enough. Just do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my spiel. I'm really looking forward. I, the past, I guess I should say every other year I've lived in Seattle, I went to the artist home New Year's Eve um, extravaganza. And since I'm not working with them this year, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go. And uh, now I have my own gig. So that was made up for me. And I'm very glad to have a decision made for me. You know, I, I just always love a... that New Year's Eve thing, by the way. Right, right. I Not, not to... To completely ignore what you just said, but going back mm-hmm. to the monitoring situation, the Strymon Iridium yeah. has a headphone out. Couldn't you just conceivably run the headphone out, like incorporate that in your board and just have your own in-ears for your own uh, as the backup option for like a really you, low you, space? You could, and the Milkman also has a headphone out. Um, but then I would only, I guess I'd, I'd be able to hear other people just fine, but. Yeah, you just I, one ear in. One ear in. How expensive are in ears? Like, I assume I probably need a wireless one. Uh, yeah, no, you don't necessarily need a wireless one. You just run. Um, I mean, you, that's that's a lot of money to go wireless. Yeah. But just for the in ears, I mean, I think it's like a hundred, a little over a hundred bucks for a pretty standard sure two fifteens. I think is the the it's like two fourteen fifteen something like that. Yeah. That's what I've got. Um, it's just two drivers. It's nothing particularly fancy, but especially if you're only monitoring just yourself, that's more than enough to to be able to hear yourself. I find that they tend to be a little muddy when I'm um, playing like a full band mix with in ears, um, and I'm I'm sitting there, my in ear trying to mix my own mix everything. Yeah, but, can you send me a link? Um, yeah, I mean, I can send you a link. I know 
that's always that's a pretty standard option. That if you're willing to spend a little bit more money, there's also some really great options. So and that's all without going to the, like going full nuclear and getting custom miniers, the Oof. molds. Well, I'm sure those are, are like the best awesome. thing in the world, but also whoa, I've, I've seen I looked at the price on them just out of curiosity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're super great, and I, I've never had a set, but I, everybody who I know who's got them, I mean, it's just a game changer to have that custom fit. But the two fifteens have always been, always been good enough for me. I'll send you a link. Uh, but that I feel like that would be a really solid backup option. Yeah, please. That because yeah, that might be nice. Just in general, it might be nice. Yeah, get the. Uh, so what I would do is um, you run the cable down um, down your back. Uh, and then I usually tie it off like on a belt loop to keep it from like completely snagging. Um, and then you run an extension cable. So you just get an, uh, an IEM extension cable. Just, uh, I mean, that's just going to be a, a male to female eighth inch stereo, which I'm sure you could get something like that from Sinusoid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Run, run the extension um, and then you just tie it off. I, I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I run IEMs, I always tie them around like pick two belt loops in the back and so i've got my actual iem cable uh tied through one belt loop and then the extender plugged in through the other or wrapped around the other belt loop and then i plug it in in between the two belt loops and that way if even if i step on my cable i'm not going to accidentally unplug everything and lose my mix mid-song yeah so my issue with that is i have uh, a 30 foot covenant cable you know it's it's one of the sinusoid brands because i like to jump into the audience whenever humanly possible Ah. I was when I did that at yacht and Rick was actually he was taking a video of me as I kind of step off onto like the edge of the stage and then he turns the camera around like at the moment I jump off the stage I'm like damn it <laughs> I look, well if you like I to do that so just cool. go full wireless oh god I can't afford that I'll see if maybe hey if you are a brand who has wireless in your solutions and you would like to work out some sort of uh, uh, deal that would make me a very happy sure. lady. I would talk about you all the time. I would talk about you sure yes, thing. all the time. Yes. Get it? Sure. Sure yeah. thing. Oh, um, not a Sennheiser thing. Uh, it depends on the application, but I, I, I'm most familiar with Sure's wireless systems. Oh, I'm just joking. Because just, I was just saying another microphone. Sennheiser makes excellent stuff as well. I think they well. make an ear. I, I it's a wireless, that, wireless solution. Uh, I don't, Sennheiser, I don't think makes the in-ear headphones, but I mean, the headphones are the the modular part. I mean, it's just what system they you make use, the actual wireless part. Well, they make something that's in-ear. I don't so. know if it's just like a normal like music thing. It might just be. Oh no! Yeah, there's they're two hundred ten dollars plus. Says Google Shopping. Well, I mean, in-ears can get really expensive. I mean, it comes down to the quality of the drivers and the number of drivers. And so, if you're playing like a full band mix. Uh, I would say ideally either you have like a really solid two driver set or you get a set with more drivers in it. And that way you can cover because I mean, what the drivers do is it splits up each driver to certain frequency ranges. So you don't get super, a super muddy mix. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, so plenty of options there. I mean, you would just kind of run that on your, on your board uh, and run that little, probably you could probably run it like if you've got a slanted board run it underneath as a pretty uh well i mean you can always find room i don't i have one of dan dolan's flat boards i'll find i can find room 
It's got sl- slats. Or you could do what I do. Uh, I've got <laughs> the board I need to spend a little bit of time sitting down and actually solder up the cables for is uh, an Ikea cutting board I got for like 20 bucks, but it's just big enough for I've got a power supply. I've got uh, a tuner, a compressor, mount hood. Uh, let me just run you through the signal chain real quick. So I've, um, I ca- I'm 95% set on the signal chain. So I've got uh, the Boss TU3 tuner. I've got the DOD 280 compressor into the mount uh, mount hood, into the King of Tone, into a volume pedal, swing back around. The one part I'm not set on for sure if I want to run the AV switch because uh, I don't have I'd have to put it on top of the power supply, which would be kind of clunky. Uh, and then into the mm. organizer, into the pyramids for I'm just going to use that as my all in one modulation station and just set it's got five presets on there so I can just sit, lean over and click a preset. Uh, and into the avalanche cool. run, which I'll have controlled with an expression pedal to swap between mm. normal and reverse delay. Oh, yeah. I, one thing I love most about those Earthquaker pedals, those big box ones especially, is that you can make the expression pedal do whatever you want it to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think I don't think they missed anything. I think they, they truly thought of everything. Right. I usually set it for the avalanche run. I usually set it for... Uh, either reverse to normal delay, uh, or I'll set it for decay, uh, decay, um, the de- not decay, uh, the reverb mix. Oh, nice, smart, smart, smart. And that way I can get like a full super wash, or I can dial it back for just a hair. And I usually set, I don't set the mix or the de- the decay to like anything super crazy. That's that's smart because other, especially if you're not. If you don't have another reverb pedal on your board, which I I didn't when I had when I was had the avalanche run on my board, I I didn't have anything else. Yeah, I don't have another reverb pedal. I'd like to have one, but the one I want is really expensive, and I don't know if it's worth it to get a cheaper one. I've thought about which getting like an RV five. Uh, I've been are those really cu- expensive? No, RV five you can get for like under a hundred bucks. Uh, but yeah. if you're looking at what I really want is a Maris Mercury seven. Oh. which is just an incredible unit. And I've, I've had the opportunity to play with one a couple of times and just absolutely blown away uh, by the sound. And don't get me wrong. I, I love the Earthquaker devices algorithm for the plate sound. And I really like uh, how, how the avalanche run sounds as a reverb. My only gripe with it is I don't have control over the pre-delay. And if you're doing really big washy sounds, that pre-delay is key to keeping the clarity. Right. Um, so I, that's why I don't tend to use my earth on um, my avalanche run is just an absolutely massive reverb. Um, I tend to keep that dialed back. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, so that's the board I, I need to wire up. I've got it all laid out it's sitting down. I need to go get some cable ties. Um, I want to do it like all super neat and stuff. And then Smart start soldering cool. cable. Figure if I saw if I commit to, I, I feel like this is totally the trap that a lot of people fall into. Is like I'm gonna I'm gonna do custom cable lights. <laughs> I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. Uh, and then I'll be I'll be less inclined to to yeah. keep flipping pedals. I just this is my this is my electric board. I'm gonna play it. It's got the the pyramids has got yeah. enough wacky opportunity for me to make some weird sounds. Uh, it's I've got a boost. Um, in the fuzz in the mount hood the king of tone can do 
any number of things, depending on how I set the dip switches. Um, I mean, I feel like that's got everything I need for a pretty standard, like, oh, totally. And then some for just standard playing at church kind of stuff. Totally. And yeah, seriously, wiring up a board with custom cut and so, soldered cables yeah. is like doing a crossword with them. I, I, I find it really fun and cathartic. I, I kind of wish I had the money and or the patience to also do that for I would, I would, the power cable. I need to get some like custom or longer I'm not gonna bother. power cables just with it, it would make my board a lot less weird. I know there's uh, I think it's what the company's called three monkeys okay. or something like that. Uh, it does. You can I think it's solderless uh, like 2.1 millimeter barrel power solution I do so you can not trust for that. solderless anything do not trust it i do not i know it's my fault it's my fault it's just that i'm bad at it i don't blame you i, I had george elves for quite a while and they were great until they weren't and once they started to go it was like the the center the center pin in them kind of busted out inside and i couldn't dig it out and so those ends are mm-hmm. pretty much useless so i mean they're great i think Here's here's my here's my hot take on solderless cable. If you're going to use it for one setup, you, you you cut to your custom lengths, you set it up, and you've got everything tied down and velcro down and nice and neat, and then you're done. Great, it's great for that. It's when you start if you constantly rearrange your board. I, that's why I find that stress starts to to play out. And you start getting crackle. You start getting loose connections, and that's yeah, where no, you start they're, getting. They're, they're, they're just not nearly as durable as soldered. I personally haven't gone back. To, I I haven't gone back to solderless. Um, wow. I, I mean, I admit that I've been putting off putting together this board for nearly a year now because it's going to take me an afternoon to sit down and solder all the cables because I'm not super great at it. I trust it. I like even with my crappy soldering work, I, I trust that a lot more than uh than solderless for what I'm doing. Totally, totally. Well, with that, uh, shall we? Yeah. With that, shall we get into our lovely, lovely, lovely sponsors? Let's do it. So the first sponsor I'm going to talk about today is Tysco Pedals. Not guitars, the pedals. Ooh. So I have just gotten a Tysco uh, Fuzz pedal. And wow, this thing feels robust. Like the first, my first thought of it is like, it's heavy, but not, like not in a bad way. It's 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 flat as a pancake. It's very visually um, arresting, and it's got a hard switch there. But it has a tone gain level, and then you can turn the upper octave on or off. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to play it yet, but it's yeah, it's truly beautiful, and I'm really excited about uh, playing it. And it came with uh, the manual. The manual has some presets on it. And I love it when people send out their pedals with like, hey, here, maybe you try these couple settings first and then go from there. Um, this is something that Caroline Pedals, uh, Pedal Company, does really, really well. But the two-tone samplers, <clears throat> it says heavy inclinations, uh, gloom caravan, big sounds for big emotions. Uh-huh. And the other one is Cynthia Overtone's Martian Ensemble if Aliens Had Violins. So that has my that has me interested, uh, and I can't wait to to play around with this and do a little demo. Very very cool. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, and I know that 
they're going to be at, at Nam. Uh, I don't know what they have planned for Nam, but uh, yeah, I hope you can. I hope you can drop by that whole Band Labs booth. Is what I assume at Summer Nam. It was all the Band Labs, so it was Harmony, Mono, and Tysco all sharing a booth, uh, which is really cool. I love. Yeah, I love the, their products in general. I feel like if I don't make it to that booth during Nam, I'm going to be very sad. I, I'm going to go out of my way to get swing by. Yeah. Yeah, please send the scene reports. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. I mean, the plan as of now is to to film absolutely everything I have battery power for, and to get even more on uh, audio. So, and then I, I, I imagine I'm going to have a lot of audio content by the time I'm all done. Well, have fun editing that for your special uh, Nam recap episode. <laughs> Episodes plural. I feel like it might just need to be like a, an episode dump in a week of Nam content. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I know, well, well, uh, maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can save some special, special things for our patrons for all the people who support us on Patreon. Ooh, I like maybe that idea. Yeah, me too. Uh, that could be really fun. Um, so, in in case you are not aware, we have a, a Patreon. Uh, you can support us at the one, five, ten, or twenty-five dollar levels. Uh, five gets you access to exclusive content. Ten gets you uh, a scudge of swag. Um, and twenty-five dollars, I will write you a song. And at what level do you get into our super secret chat? Five dollars. Ooh. Yes. Hold on, my cat wants to be let in. Gary, you can come in here. The door's open, Dubby. I love you. In. The door was literally open, but not open all the way. Open like a quarter of the way. She could have fit. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. I love her so much. Where'd she go? I think she's already left. There she is. All right, <laughs> enough of that. Yeah. So, uh, I would I very much implore you all to uh, check out the patreon um or yes go ahead uh i'm just jumping in to say and our other sponsor but i i i interrupted you a little bit now i feel bad it's okay i was just gonna say uh follow us on subscribe on our youtube channel uh leave us a nice little itunes review we also have get offset and for fuzz sake merch at get offset.com get podcast.com slash shop Cool, and now is the moment where I uh, I take back. I I'll, I'll even disavow the uh, the apology I just gave you for interrupting because I don't feel bad for interrupting to talk about our next sponsor because they're they're rad. You shouldn't. And, I love our next sponsor, and I want to go to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, just to do karaoke with them. Well, at least Ben. Uh, yes, definitely. I I want to go to Eau Claire for karaoke with them, and I also want to go for uh, old fashions. I, mm. I, those are pretty great in Wisconsin, gotta say. I know Louise doesn't do the karaoke. Nobody knows who we're talking about yet, do they? They don't. Oh, Our sponsor today yeah, do it. <laughs> is Dwarfcraft Devices. Yes, one of my Check personal out. favorite pedal companies, period. Go follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Their handle's at, Dwarfcra- at Dwarfcraft. I think it's just at Dwarfcraft. So, it's yeah, it's at Dwarfcraft. It's exactly how spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. Yes, uh, it their is. website is www.dwarfcraft.com. Yes. Go check it out. They've got some super rad stuff. They excel uh, it, 
one of the things that we all love is the pedals that push the boundaries of what pedals have traditionally been. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, do they do that so well. So if you need, if you need a pedal to challenge to, to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone, but also pedals to just to what you need to do so perfectly well. I mean, good gravy. Uh, I also love that. Go ahead. I also love that they kind of bend the uh, worlds between uh, guitar pedals and modular synths. Yeah, I think that is super incredible, and gotta say, need to see more of that. A ton of their pedals have CVN, even. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the thing about I love about Dwarfcraft pedals is that, um, so they're famous for doing really, really, really weird stuff. But I've I have several of their pedals of varying levels of weirdness, and. All of those pedals have extremely usable tones. So it's not like just for the weirdo in you. Like even if you turn the weirdness back a lot, you get some really cool things. I have the grazer on my Sunday crush board. And after almost every show, people come up and they want to specifically ask about that pedal. And I really only use it in two spots in one song uh, to get this beautiful little chiming kind of sound without using sort of a, I think the most natural way to, to get that, like something kind of chimey one might think maybe just a shimmer reverb. Didn't want to do that. Went for the grazer instead and get just a ton of people asking about my, my tone. And that's kind of amazing to me. And I'm just like, it's the grazer. It's the magic special sauce. Well, and I think we're have to say something a little bit more in the future about a certain pink pedal, but, uh, that might be going to a a fan of the show at some point in time. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, so we'll have to work out the details. going to tease the heck out of that. And then if it doesn't happen, we could say, well, we never promised anything. We've promised nothing, but I do highly recommend listening eagerly. Yes. To, to what we're not promising. Yes. Yeah, I guess we should probably get back into the fact that this is coming out on New Year's Eve. This is coming out on New Year's Eve, and I think what more appropriate topic could we talk about then um new year's resolutions i think partially new year's resolutions for ourselves but like also for the industry because i think Ooh, that's fair that's I good wanna, i think it's fair to, to speak uh, not prophetically isn't quite the right word but like in a way like i want to speak life into what the industry is going to do in the next year and talk about what we hope to see How that does sounds that sound? really cool should we start with personal resolutions or uh, sure. Yeah. Well, every single year, my resolution is to consume less and create more. And I'm just, I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job at that. So I really want to keep that one going into 2020. Um, I want to do more stuff with playing my music out, even, um, do more shows with Sunday crush, hopefully do more shows with Michelle Sullivan and the all night boys, um, pick up some more gigs here and there and, and maybe start like actually writing my own music again because i've spent on and off the past couple years writing little sketches of songs that i just haven't really had the time to turn into anything else Uh, so that's those are my two big resolutions i also have resolutions for the the podcast i want to get even more listeners uh i want to do even more YouTube content. I really want to get to a thousand subscribers in the first half of the year. 
I'm, we're at almost 400, if not just over 400 right now. Which is pretty stinking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. How about you? Well, let's see here. I think I'm going to go with uh, a, a variation on your create more and consume less. And I want to consume more, but not in a for sake of consumption. Uh, I, I want to learn more. And I'm, oh, I'm, I like that. I'm hitting one of those phases where I'm realizing how much I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it be at, at my day job or whether it be uh, with my my ability to play guitar and realizing that there's a lot of music theory that I kind of understand conceptually, but I need to dig into. And I need I need my my fingers to be able to intuitively know that on the fretboard. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't help if it's stuck in my head, if I have to sit there and like think it out and go, oh, wait, that's a mode. Or, or whatever it may be. And so I, I, I think my goal is going to have to be, I need to learn more. Yeah. I want to just be a sponge, soak it all in. Uh, I feel like I've done a really great job of that um, uh, in my professional life in the last few months. And that's been incredible. And I, I think that's starting to spill over into uh, my hobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree so, with that. I would love to get th- a better musical vocabulary because that's just not something I have a ton of. Uh, but that reminds me, I bought a bunch of these old like guitar lesson books at um at a uh, big that what's that big bookstore in Portland? Powell. I bought a bunch of these books at Powell for like two bucks each or something. And part of me kind of wants to go through mm-hmm. them and like review them because I think they're different levels. Some are more complex and some are more beginner, and they're very old. And then maybe I could send them out into the world. <laughs> that would be cool. I would not say no to yeah. one of those. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of aspects, whether it be my ability to like my actual like guitar playing ability and kind of learning and applying that there. Uh, I want to get back into learning more about uh, business and journalism. I mean, there's just so many topics and I, I don't know what the best way to do that is going to be, but I think it's going to have to be a good year of learning. Yeah. And I think, I think in the process of learning that, that encourages me to be more productive. And I'm realizing that one of the things that drives me as a human is the, uh, the desire to want to wrap my head around things and go, oh, wait, oh, that's how that works. Yeah. Cause I, I I'm yeah. a puzzle kind of guy, whether, and not necessarily like actual, like physical, like I'm sitting mm-hmm. here doing a puzzle, but whether it be sorting out, uh, like creating tones and that's something that i have a lot of fun with is kind of stacking and, and layering effects and figuring out how those all mm, totally uh to a, a final result then that's uh, that's always been something i really enjoy but i mean there's so many different ways that that concept applies and i think i need to to mm-hmm. flush that out a little bit this year nice so that's for me uh now as far as the industry goes uh there's so many thoughts and i, I think that's something that we're constantly talking about um, throughout the, the podcast is, uh, I mean, where our hearts are at is we want to see more. And this podcast isn't just a no, bad, we don't do that. But also a, we want to encourage and point people in the right direction, say this is where I think we should be headed. Um, and not to be as bold as to say that we're trying to be um, like thought leaders in the industry. But I, I, I want to say that we're we are thought provokers in the industry. I'd like to think that. And so I'd like. I, I would like to think that we're at least provoking thought, getting people to think about important things. And uh, I would like to, to, to provoke some thought with w- what we want for the industry in the next year. Do it. And so, do it. Uh, so here's what 
I want to see out of the industry in the next year. One, I want to see um, year number two of the phaser. Two, <laughs> uh, I, I want to see more orange. Uh, I, I really do think orange is going to be the color of 2020 as far as the gear industry is concerned. Uh, I've got my. Did you say that in 2019? Uh, I might have. I think it was a little premature. I, I think it's. I'm starting to see a lot of a lot of orange um, builds. Like I saw a couple months ago, uh, Matthew Hoops did the the orange DRV that sold like hotcakes. I'm seeing more people doing uh, getting orange guitars. I know Charvel's got an orange guitar out that's starting to pick up in sales. Uh, Fender's been um, doing a couple more oranges. I've seen some custom builds. I've got a custom build. Uh, in orange that I'm excited about. Uh, I mean, I want to see more orange. So that's that's what the life I want to speak prophetically. But uh, getting outside of the the superficial, and whereas I'm um, getting outside of that, I I think what I want to see more of is uh, where do I want where do I how do I want to phrase this? Uh, I want to see more of less gatekeeping in the sense that I want people to be more open to, to adventure into what, what speaks to them as artists and musicians. I want to see more of people having that freedom to kind of step out and say, this is what I want to try, whether it be alternate tunings, whether it be this weird combo effects, whether it be the way that they want to take their, their lyrical content in a political manner where other people would otherwise say, no, don't do that. I mean, uh, whether it be the the comp- the business decisions that companies make this year, uh, I want to see that push in a way where we kind of tear down these walls and make this more of a community for everyone and for free thought. Yeah, that's that's uh, some great points from the thought perspective aspect. I would like to see the industry also become more inclusive. You know, not just to women, but I I would like to see you know uh, more people of color in and advertisements and videos. I think it's, you know, it's very easy to just put together a list of, you know, 50 guitarists. And it's, I think, not hard to put a list together of 50 guitarists who are also women. And then acts to just, like, have that list be completely white. And I think that's a shame. And I think that we, I think we should follow the route of She Shreds magazine in the gear industry as a whole and really make sure that we're including more people of color just basically non-white people um because i feel like that's something that you know the industry's gotten better about including women but still i feel like you find some tokenism with women and also with you know anyone who's not white and that's a that's a shame i would like to see more diversity in the world of uh like gear reviewers like hey if you're anyone who's maybe not super duper represented in gear demos and you have any questions about how to start a channel i'm happy to talk to you about that i'm not saying i'm the most successful person on the planet but i want to be very open and free with whatever knowledge i've accumulated to the best of my capacity understanding that my bandwidth as a human being is limited and I'm also the kind of person who will unknowingly give every single little part of myself to everybody else and leave nothing for me. But, uh, I, you know, always happy to help people out 
wherever I can, however I can. And please don't take it personally if I just can't. Wow, that turned into a bit of a therapy session. Fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll say pretty much what I just said for my uh, resolution for the industry, uh, as well as in response to you, is you do you, boo. And that's kind of the attitude I want to see. Yeah, I like that. I, I like not judging people. I like just letting people yeah, live I mean, their lives and not getting too uppity about this or that. Or I don't feel like I see that a ton. People like really teasing hardcore people about their their choices. Does does the gear does the the praise and worship gear group page still do that dumb roast my board thing? <laughs> uh, there is a page called roast my board that um, hasn't been super active lately. But I don't think that's a dumb thing. I think I actually really enjoy that because it's all just kind of a fun tongue in cheek kind of deal. But and I also like that it's you post your pictures of your own board and you're asking for it. And so I, I feel like that's I feel like that's a different level of having fun with it. But what do you what do you like? What do you say about someone else's pedal board that's like roasting like? Oh, I can't believe you put the chorus after the dirt. Everyone knows you should put the chorus before the dirt if you want. Is that like the kind of thing that they do? Because that just sounds not. Sounds no. I mean, people typically get more creative with it, whether it be like roasting the board or roasting, um, the the surroundings of the board. And so, like, I, I remember I posted a roast my board, and someone just said, "Go clean your room." Yeah. And I realized that the background of the room I had posted was. There's like laundry on the floor. I was really embarrassed, but it was yeah. really funny. Uh, it's like when po- someone I, posts it, a screenshot and people just respond, charge your phone. <laughs> no, I, it, no, I, I, I'll defend this one. I, I, I think that trend is actually super fair. It, it's, it's usually nothing like super personal, like you're tacky and I hate you. It's like nothing like that. It's, it's usually pretty constructive I, and funny I, yeah. and if nothing else satirical on the no, state of the No, no, I get, I get but, that. But like, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I'm just, you don't need to participate. No, 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 no. That's it, it, not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're misunderstanding me. <laughs> I'm saying like, I don't get the idea of like giving someone else like shit for the gear they use or anything like that. No, as a general rule, absolutely. I, that I would, I would cite the roast my board is the one exception to that. And that's because it's being asked. But if no one asked for your opinion though, or didn't ask for you to, to say something mildly rude for the sake of humor. Yeah. I mean, no one thinks that's funny for you to like, if someone's like, this is what I did. I'm really proud of it. And for you to go and, uh, and say something like, Oh, what is this? 2009. Those are all really old pedals. You aren't trendy. Yeah, enough. Like, that's a weird, that's a weird thing. Uh, I'm always gonna comment about certain pedal companies that have, you know, less than ideal human rights and workers rights, uh, situations happening. If people post about them, but, uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I think I think it is what it is. I, I just I want to see more of that. You do you, boo attitude. I, I think that's going to have to be at least my mood for 2019. I want to support people in that, and I want to give people the encouragement to to follow through with the you do boo, whether it be with the worship community and you're concerned that you're not quote unquote living up to the the standards of what everybody else is doing. Cause you're doing something differently. I mean, you do you boo like, or I mean, that's with that half of things. You see a lot of pressure to kind of conform to particular sounds and board setups, but um, yeah, I mean, p- 
play what inspires you as, as I guess what I'm saying. If you, if you're inspired by plugging directly into an amp and making great sounds, cool. If you're inspired by playing through a freaking space station and in, into a Kemper and like, there's not a single bit of analog on your board. Cool. I mean, do what inspires you. If you want to make helicopter sounds with your guitar, do what inspires you. You'd be surprised at what kind of reception you might get. And you'll never find out if you don't step out on that limb. That's a, what we call a callback <laughs> to last week's episode where, where I, you know, I, I'm going to like, I like teasing and I'm only going to tease people that I am comfortable with. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, for like sure. to, I, don't I like definitely personally, being mean i don't think there's anything to benefit from, from from being mean just needlessly well for sure there there is a line between that and it, it context is everything i mean i will be the first one to admit that if i if i'm making fun of you it's because i think you're cool um for the most part like it, it like that's that's a very different level of like having some fun and, and goofing off i'll do that like my best friend that i've been like I've been like best friends with for several years. I mean, we roast the heck out of each other, but it's all like, yeah, it's all in good, good fun. And everyone. So I'm like, Hey, it's- cause you know where those, cause you know where those boundaries exactly. are. Exactly. That's a very different conversation, but uh, there's still, there's still a level of, yeah. it's an implied uh, affirmation me, in the way like that you make if, fun if of I... someone that you're also affirming them at the same time. It's a really strange cultural dynamic, but I'm, I'm on board for it. Yeah. I think that falls under the category of you do you boo. Oh my God, please stop saying that for the love of God. Please stop saying that. You said it 20 times. It's really catchy and it's, oh you're God. never going to get it out of your head. No, it's not. It's never leaving. It's 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 not in there. There's no space for it in there right now, Andrew. There's just no space it's too for late. it. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, like if I don't like you, then I'm literally just not going to respond to you. And I'm just going to mute you and uh, not give you any of my mental bandwidth because it's so limited um yeah and and i will say like if 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 yeah it's very important to know boundaries and how like when you should stop teasing somebody because even somebody you like a lot if the teasing is coming from a place of love uh not everybody responds well to it and there are days i don't respond well to it especially from certain people that you know i love a lot like i don't think that i'll ever really like it when my brother teases me <laughs> but i'm kind of fine with rick does yeah well, fair enough cool. well i i think that's gonna be our uh under, do we want to speak any resolutions to what we want the show to be or we want to keep that to ourselves i kind of you know mentioned a little bit i just want to see the show grow i want to uh you know aim high with with whatever guests we have because we have such you know limited capacity for those we don't do guests every episode for you know our own reasons a big one being like scheduling i want to dedicate more time to the podcast because i think i'm going to have a little bit more time in the new year um and the demo channel i want to just do more i don't i like the way i do demos i like the the turning of the knobs some people don't uh my rc10r demo when I published it pretty much immediately got close to hundred views and uh, half a bunch of downvotes. I, I think for the, for the podcast this year, I want to, I want to kind of dig my heels in a little bit with uh, taking some stronger stances. I want to shoot for the stars. Uh, uh, not that we haven't in the past, but even more so moving to the future. 
I think what we're, I, I really believe in what we're doing on the show. And I, I think that vision is a little on the contagious side. And I hope to get that uh, in, into to more folks in the industry. Well, I think that's what we've got for uh, looking into the new year. I'm pretty excited to see what 2020's got for us. Same, because it can't be weirder than 2019. 2019's been a strange year. So, <laughs> well, 2019's been a, a some massive highs and some crushing lows. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I <laughs> couldn't agree honest. more. Well. Yeah, it's been go weird. give us a review on iTunes. Go check out uh, our website. Uh, check out what we've got in the shop. Start off the new year right uh, with a little bit of merch and consider supporting us on Patreon. I think with Yay. that, that's going to be this episode. I am Andrew. I'm Emily. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. One, two.